Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to be reading Matthew 2, verses 13 through 15. When they had gone, meaning the wise men, when the wise men had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Now, as we're reading these three verses, we're tempted to read right over verse 14 because it seems so ordinary. Verse 14 reads, So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt. We're we're tempted to read just right over that. But we shouldn't. (laughs) We should actually stop and ponder for a second because so far as we know, Joseph was not really in the habit of having angels visit him in dreams. Granted, it's been twice. Uh, Early on in the story, he was told by an angel that the child that was growing in Mary was of God, and he should take Mary still to be his wife, that she hadn't cheated on him. And now he's being told again to get up and to take the child and Mary, and we we would assume this is, you know, a couple years later, probably three years later, and to flee to Egypt. But so far as we know, um, Joseph is not used to angels visiting him in dreams. It's it's not necessarily enough of an occurrence that his response to obey the dream is natural. <laughs> like we have dreams all the time. We have dreams and I dare say we probably shouldn't obey all the things that we dream about. We shouldn't take them all seriously. Dreams are mysterious things. Uh, there's a great quote from Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habit and he writes Neuroscientists have traced our habit-making behaviors to a part of the brain called the basal ganglia. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the basal ganglia is where our habit-making behaviors are formed, which also plays a key role in the development of emotions, memories, and pattern recognition. Decisions, meanwhile, are made in a different part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. But as soon as a behavior becomes automatic, the decision-making part of your brain goes into a sleep mode of sorts. Why did I read that to you? I read that to you uh, to demonstrate that the part of the brain where habits are formed and the part of the brain where we make decisions are two different parts. So unless you're used to angels visiting you in dreams, you still have to choose to act based on the dream that you had. And you need to choose not to act based on others. See, we read right over the detail that Joseph chose to obey a mysterious and probably heart-wrenching dream and decision that he would have to make. Friends, he's leaving his home. He's told to get up and leave his home, to leave his profession. The angel didn't tell him what he's going to do in Egypt, how he's going to make a living. The angel didn't tell him they're going to be safe in Egypt. He just says, you're not going to be safe here. He's leaving his family. He's leaving his work. He's leaving everything he's known. And he's going to a land 
that is entirely unknown, entirely foreign, based on nothing but a dream. How heart-wrenching. How tough. Don't read over this like it's happenstance, like it's normal. It's not. It's not. I still remember when, uh, when Anna and I were in the process of discerning whether we felt God was leading us here to New York. And um, it was definitely not one dream or one moment where you're like, oh, yep, this is it. It was a culmination of many moments, of many um, providential encounters, of many relationships, and a period of time where we kind of like Gideon, we had to put the cloth out. I said, all right, put the dew here. Okay, now put the dew here. Okay, um, now we need you to act this way, God. Okay, well, if you're really saying this, we need you to act this way. And he did. All that to say, it's not happenstance. It's not easy to obey the mysterious promptings of God upon our hearts. So the question I have for you is, what movements of your heart are being pressed upon? What do you know deeply, deeply that you need to start doing? Or what do you know deeply that you need to stop doing? Now, you don't know how you're going to start or stop. You just know you need to. You know that's God. And it's been mysterious and it's been ambiguous. It's not as clear as uh, a line in a story that says an angel appeared. Sometimes you think it might be God, but you're not sure it's God. You think it might be an angel, but you're not sure it's an angel. What is that voice that's speaking to you that you need to listen to? But you're scared. Don't read this story as something easy and unique and also not a type of relationship that God wants with you. God might already, no, no, no. God is already trying to establish a similar type of relationship with you that he had with Joseph. It's not as simple as two verses. The angel spoke, we immediately recognize, and this is an angel of God and we obey. It's not that simple, but God is trying to open up the lines of communication. For those who have been baptized into the name of Jesus, there's the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, who is trying to communicate, who cares deeply about your life, about what's going on today. And you know he does, and you know he's speaking. It's soft, it's a soft voice, but you know it. And it might come in fits and spurts, and it doesn't come clearly or every day, but you know it. So clear away the distractions. What is God saying to you? Because there is a distance. And in the story, it's two verses. The distance between God speaking and Joseph obeying is one verse, 13 and 14. In our own lives, eh, there's a little more time. There's a little more distance between A and B. But don't get it twisted. A is happening. God is speaking to you. So what's your response? Lord, our prayer is simple today. Silence our voices, silence our minds, silence our fears so that we can hear your voice and what you wish to say to us. And no matter how weird it may sound, no matter how um, ridiculous or unimportant the request may be from you, what you're asking us to start doing or stop doing or what you're asking us to, uh, to obey you in, whether it's as simple as uh, to say hello to our neighbor, it's as simple as um, to clean the dishes tonight for 
our roommates, our spouse, or it's a little more difficult. Anything in between, Lord, anything. Give us courage to obey. Give us courage to trust your voice and to step into it and obey. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.